Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited Podcast, where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theater. This time there is exactly one, and we'll get to it in just a second. Your movie masters today are Justine. Hi. Brent. Magic. Dylan. What's up? And I'm Colin. And our our fifth member watching from the sky, a coked up twink version of Willy Wonka. And uh, But before we get to that, I should let you know we have an email you can contact us at. It's moviemasters760 at gmail.com. Moviemasters, plural, 760 at gmail.com. And the Instagram account, official movie masters. Dylan, I feel like I, I did your job for you today, but no one can do it quite like you. Tell me, my orange-skinned, green-haired friend, what film we are watching today. Oh, uh, we just came out of the theaters from Wonka. Uh, you know, it's about an armed with nothing but a hat full of dreams, young chocolatier Willy Wonka. Uh, he manages to change the world one delectable bite at a time. A star-studded cast featuring Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka, Calla uh, Lane as Noodle, the wonderful Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa, the great uh, Patterson Joseph as Slugworth, the amazing Matt Lucas as Prodnose, the amazing, uh, again, delightful Matthew Baton as Finkel Grubber, um, the astonishing Olivia Coleman as Mrs. Scrubbit, the the almighty Sally Hawkins as Willie's mom, and then it's also directed by uh, Paul King, who uh, did all the Paddington films. You know, a cynic is going to say that you're padding this out because we only have <laughs> technically one movie that came out this week for no goddamn reason. Um, but I know better. I know your heart. I know your soul. I know your wants. I know your desires. I've given you chocolate that unlocks that thing in you. And I know that this is uh, this is like a dream cast for you. <laughs> Not, a, not of the Sega variety. I don't know if it's a dream cast, but I'm really happy with the cast. Dude, the cast is awesome. <laughs> I wasn't no like, uh, you know, I'm not like the biggest Chalamet head. No, but a Paddington head. Paddington uh, as, a, as an England head. Yes. As an English head. An Anglophile. Yes. I was happy. And weirdly, Keegan-Michael Key was also in there as a cop. Yeah. But he was just listed as actor? Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't find his name. Also, Mr. Yeah. Bean was in it. It's a fucking great cast, man. Rowan Atkinson. Yeah. You think Hugh Grant and Mr. Bean like talk to each other? Yeah. And we're like oh. rem- reminiscing over like that one movie they did, Love Actually. Wait, they, they they had only one scene together, but that was like probably CG'd. So I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it was a Hugh Grant bait and switch mm. because everything that was in the movie was in the trailer for the most part. And I think they baited Hugh Grant. Yeah. With um uh, uh, uh something, and then they used a switch to whip him into performing <laughs> and yeah. hurt him in between takes. Did he get hurt? Because he was. I mean, it, he was performing under duress. I don't think he was. <laughs> sincerely invested in the role of the Oompa Loompa. I think he was uh, kind of uh, pressed. Nah, because he had to sing, bro. Uh, He had to, yes, And you guys walked out after the... Dude, you guys missed the after There was after after? You you ever wondered what was going to happen? Like, did you wonder what happened to uh, Charlie Bucket before he found the ticket? Oh, shit, they teased him, for real? (laughs) 
No, You're I'm lying. just kidding. That'd be crazy. There was a <laughs> He's just a fucking sad kid. <laughs> I guess a story the... about a sad child. Yeah. <laughs> before he finds fame. Does he have get fame? I or I don't know. You get everybody's before he origin finds... story. Yeah, I guess. I think we should probably should uh, uh, tell people this is a movie. Um, and it's not a remake of Willy Wonka. It's a prequel. So yeah. if you ever wondered how he got there... Uh, this is uh, which all of us has, yeah. Uh, all know, of America it's, it's, has. It's been a long life wondering how did he get there. To I know the, he has the factory, but what was his upbringing like? Well, how his, did yeah. how did he get the money? What is his relationship with his mother? What did he? Why made him want to get chocolate like in his world? I know he says he travels to exotic places. I don't want to see him in those places going on wacky zany adventures. But maybe just like after the adventures. Right before he gets his business license. What's that like? Exactly that? how did the Oompa Loompas like show up in this guy's life? When did he get this fixation with drugging people? <laughs> with poison? Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't always drug people. Not intentionally, but... No, actually, no. That, no because he in, always drugs people. No, because in his little... When he had the grand opening, it was an accidentally drugging. Well, even when it's like uh, an accident, it's still like not malicious. It's just he's, it's always laced with something. This is definitely, I think, well, the first movie has that, like, psychedelia. Mm -hmm. The the first movie. The real movie. The only movie uh, (laughs) has that, like, you know, it was uh, post-hippie kind of psychedelia. Hey, take this wild trip with me to the psychedelic colors of my, uh, my magic rainbow. This one feels a little metaphor for drug war. Like the three chocolatiers are the pharmaceutical industry and they're sort of enforcing, I would, you know, if I'm just extrapolating here, I would say they're probably rolling with the narrative of psychedelics being this immediately magical thing that unlocks, that just solves all your problems immediately. And of course, they the the, the big pharma of these three chocolatiers want to crush that. So they keep Wonka, a.k.a., the real spiritual healers down and illegal uh, while their profits rise and they bribe the um, the police force to use brute violence to in- enforce the status quo uh, as per um, America. This is America, colon, Wonka. Is he in America? No, not at all. I don't know. Britain. It's like a gibberish country, right? Yeah, it looks it's a like- nonsense land. I was there at the beginning. They didn't name the city. Okay. The England. city where Wonka takes it's place. It's in, in England. Nah. Well, because I don't know, because in Willy Wonka, the OG, he's like in America. There's like maybe a British person. That's been a hell of a long time since I've seen that Well, every movie. everyone there is American. Even Willie. That's why Willie Timothy has American accent. No, what about Veruca Salt? She's like, I want to But I'm saying thing. that's like one British person, right? Oh. And she's punished for it? Yeah, for being British. <laughs> I haven't seen the original one in a really long time, and I straight up forgot until this moment that there was that Johnny Depp one, too. Yeah, yeah. I think the world is better off forgetting. Nah, that one's that good, one. dude. Isn't it, uh, what's his name, it. Tim Burton? Yeah. Yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah, it's all dark and edgy. <laughs> Why do they have to make him look all stupid, though? Well, they want, which one? It, the, the, Johnny Depp? Yeah. Because he's uh, scary. I think he, I think if anything he looks like the character. What's the R.L. Stein? Is it R.L. Who writes it? Uh, R.L. Stein's Goosebumps. R.L. Doll. Ronald. Doll. <laughs> I think isn't Roald Doll. Roald Doll. Yeah. Doesn't he just look like the drawing? <laughs> That's like like all scratchy. Come oh, on. I don't know. Is it an illustrated book originally? No, I don't think so. But I imagine he looks all scary. 
Does that look like Johnny Depp? No. Pretty cool. He's Pretty way cool. cooler looking. Yeah, that's cool. He's like an old man. Yeah. But I guess that's where Gene Wilder steps in. Yeah, he looks like a creepy Oh, yeah, he looks man. more like Gene Wilder. Yeah. But um, Timothy Chalamet, who, I'm like, okay, so this is supposed to be the prequel to the Gene Wilder movie? Presumably, Not yeah. Not the Johnny Depp one. Not the Johnny Depp one, yeah. How much time passes between what we've seen now and... You're thinking too much. Probably quite a bit. I just want to know, like, how old is he? Like, when was he going on these uh, adventures? Uh, is he, like, 20-something? I feel like you're asking too much. I would guess in this movie that we just saw, Willy Wonka might be 19. <laughs> and Somewhere then, between 19 and 23. Yeah, and then the OG, the, takes, the OG takes place 30, 35 years later. Yeah. So they can sequel this one and have him be like, uh, you know, have, have him uh, lose his optimism and become the cold oh. capitalist. Yeah, so that's what of... I'm wondering is like, this is a different character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens? Oh, Charlie. So Charlie owns the factory and Willie's like loses his fucking touch. Is that no. the sequel to this? No. The... No, no, no. Oh. There's, there's still like, like you said, there's like 35 years they left on the table. That, oh, that, so between. like when this when this does break all the records this weekend, they can just pad it out. There. Yeah, so Willie is uh, still an optimist now, but when yeah. we see him to the chocolate factory, he's an embittered capitalist. Annoyed with the kids. When yeah. this one he's like, "Children. Yeah. Here's hope and stuff." I have a theory or I have a pitch. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what happens in between this movie and the real one? Is because I don't understand the whole thing about the girl being the heir to some chocolate, right? right? But they ruined all the chocolate. So does she get anything? Or do, is there still like some money or something? Sure, I'll say that. Okay, she, she gets so, money. Stay tuned for part she, being an orphan. So she continues on with the chocolate uh, empire that her family has, and it becomes a Wonka rival, and he's so hurt by okay. it, <laughs> he goes up in the mountain and he kills like, well, her. I'm gonna oh. make the best chocolate. And you know how he said he was gets all like one track mind, and that's why he never learned how to read. Yeah. He's like, I just put everything into learning chocolate. So he gets obsessed with learning or to try to make like the best chocolate, and then he gets all crazy, and that's why he doesn't connect with people anymore. And he needs uh, a little boy to come and be like, it's about. I don't know what the moral of the first movie is. It's about uh, hope. Uh, <laughs> there will be. There is a one. There is a one. Okay. Because he's just like, can I have find one fucking kid who isn't a total piece? Yeah, it's of very shit. like Last Jedi. Okay. Before like they ruin it, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so he's like, kids yeah. are bad. They always turn on you. I'm just gonna make money. And then he's like, nah, I wish there was a kid that was not as bad. So you're saying Wonka two cocaine psychosis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you get to see his dark turn, kind of his uh, like Revenge of the Sith uh, <laughs> moments, which uh, we haven't gotten to. Yet. You think we'll have a pre prequel trilogy? Oh yeah, he's got a he's I <laughs> I mean I guess it all depends if it makes money. I which I don't know. I swear I feel like if I'm just reading which way the wind is blowing, that like people are fed up with this kind of shit. Like yeah, uh, just pure fucking yeah n- nostalgia bait. But ultimately, just a smear of joyless slop. It has so much of that like Disney remake energy to it. Um, maybe like maybe like a live action Disney, like a one point two five times the joy in a joyless slog of a Disney live action remake. So it's not like pure Lion King dead-eyed joylessness. <laughs> There's like a point two five extra in it, but it's yeah, definitely I'd, I'd fun. It's yeah. not like uh, enough to, uh, if I'm, again, just kind of picking up on people 
losing interest in that kind of cynical filmmaking. That's what this feels like to me, at least. Yep. I don't know that this is going to captivate audiences like they're just kind of hoping it does. In which case, I don't think we get a sequel. If it's uh, if I'm very wrong, and this is like you know one of those Super Mario Brothers uh, phenomenons where no. you know a billion comes in, then yeah, I think we get to see the the dark turn of Twinkethy Chalamet into the bitter uh, Gene Wilder. But uh, I'm not getting my hopes up for them to flesh this out that much. Even if they only make that for Dylan and myself, <laughs> please do. <laughs> Just because I, I think that we probably had more fun in that movie than you two did. Well, you have to, I, I think like to get to that point, you have to show him like, you know, a romance and then have his heart broken. And then he closes the fact. Too conventional. Because in perfectly conventional for this kind of thing because in the og no one knows who he is and they haven't seen him yeah. forever right it's like a recluse yeah so you have to show him like yeah getting his heart broken or something between now and then which i think they probably plan there's like a there's a chat gpt script written for the for that movie but again i i guess it all sort of depends on what the box office says whether they can make it or not something tells me this isn't a uh, work of passion for anyone involved <laughs> no. you know what i would like go on uh, a prequel with just his mom. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I don't know where his mom's yeah. from. What was his childhood like? No, I don't care about that. No, no, no. Pre Wonka, just like, like before he's born. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just Sally Hawkins, just doing stuff. Keep going further back. Cooking. Yes. She's learning how to make chocolate. Chocolate, you said? Because <laughs> she was the one. Yeah, because she's the one that like was the actual chocolate master. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, she. In, yeah. Put the if you if the lore of this film is to be believed, and she protected like the secret of, of the greatest chocolate ever made. Like she kept it to her death. Like that's yes. how like. That's what I'm saying. It'd be super fucking sick. It I would like be. to see that movie. Sally Hawkins. You know what I just remembered? That the Johnny Depp one is like also a prequel. <laughs> because it's oh, like... Oh, is he, that in the middle? And we're just ignorant? No, I don't know. Because he, no, he says it's like it's a remake. <laughs> but in the in that one, he's like, my dad was a dentist. And then it show like him as a kid getting oh, his that's right. teeth getting pulled out by his dad. His dad's Whoa. like, stop eating fucking candy. Is that why his teeth kid. are all giant and fake? Yeah, because I think they're like veneers in that movie. Whoa. And so like... Um, Damn, that just like I just remembered that. <laughs> so now we can watch them in order. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I don't think I think uh, the Johnny Depp one is like its own thing. Okay. But it's also a prequel, but different there, backstory. Yeah, is there well, canon for Willy Wonka? Yeah, what exactly? Which one's real? What's canon? <laughs> there is a Charlie in the Willy in the yeah it, yeah there, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That one's okay. like a remake, but there's a prequel element in there. Or like a flashback. Oh, just showing like more of his flashbacks from that one. Oh yeah, so you yeah. can pull the flashbacks from that and like make a super cut. But in this story. one, his dad's out of the picture and his mom's the chocolatier man. Maybe woman. he's just lying. Maybe it's like you want to know how I got these oh, scars. Yeah. <laughs> he's Dang. just a fucking complete psychopath. He just ate too much candy. The salt burn situation. Yeah. <laughs> <Salt> burn. <laughs> he's just making it all up as he goes along. When did the original one come out? Seventy one. Is he serious? That's what I saw yeah. when I looked it up, yeah. Okay, so this is like way past when they should have been like nostalgia baiting things. Uh, yes and not, no. There's no like audience that's going to know what this is. I was trying to think of it like if this is the first movie you've seen that has anything to do with Wonka. Like, are you I don't get know hooked? people that have really seen that movie, the original one. That like it was a big part of your childhood. I don't know. We're talking a different language right now. Yeah, I'm, yeah. that was a big thing for me. Yeah, I watched it's it weird. a lot. You're you're the odd one out on this one. I Sorry. don't know. I 
This is like, really? Was, yeah, the OG yeah. is like burned into my brain. Yeah, I have the, I, I still have the VHS in my parents' house. Younger generation, <laughs> wow. I can definitely confirm, at least within my family, like has seen the original because there was we did this like family vacation at a water park and there was like a uh, a machine where you put coins in and it pushes little cards out and they're all uh, cards from the original Wonka movie and my one niece was like, we got to get all of them because like she loved the movie so. Oh, yeah. and also, I can distinctly remember um, TBS or whatever, like, constantly <laughs> playing it. Okay. Yeah, I think this is one of those, like, the OG is, like, a Christmas story kind of movie where okay. it just is. And, like, you don't need to even watch it to know it. There's also the meme factor, you know, good day, sir. And the, oh, that's the true. scary and the, boat ride scene. And the him looking at you all. Remember that? that like, when memes were actually I know cool. The, the meme. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, the tell me more about your dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Big ass impact font with black borders <laughs> around it. Oh, so good. Yeah. That's an that's, that's an, good internet right there. Yeah, give me a God, that that's the fucking chocolate I want. It's just like Meme some chocolate? 2008. Like this is a, this this chocolate makes you go to 2008 in your brain. <sighs> and you just get to look at like Imgur accounts <laughs> yes. with a yes. dank ass cachet yes. of image macros stashed on it and just <laughs> ah, ah you could watch veins. like when you could like when the rage comics were like fresh kind of <laughs> Like, damn, this is so relatable. Why for you no do that thing? Mm. Damn, this is good. Yeah, that's the chocolate I need. But uh, yeah, I think I think again, it's not like nostalgia, nostalgia baiting. If anything, no. they just waited for the Burton movie stink to clear the room, and they're like, "All right, let's fucking try this again." Because Wonka isn't Disney, right? No, no, that's like his own thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a standalone. This so. is uh, Warner Brothers owns the rights. So I mean, yeah, I think it's just abusing the goodwill that the original had really mm-hmm. more so than like proper nostalgia and i don't know yeah i think there was enough of it pitched to an older audience i don't know i, I to me it lacked a kind of proper joy and whimsy and brightness of like a kid's movie you know mm-hmm. like i don't know how much kids will get out of this like every time they show the gadgets like all the wacky machinery and stuff i was like this is why Pee Wee's adventure is so goddamn amazing. Is because right. like, are you remember seeing all those gadgets and shit as a kid and just being mesmerized by it, and just how much joy it conveyed? Whereas when you see all the gears and all that in this movie, it's like, oh, they're doing a that kind of thing, a little bit steampunky or something. And like I said, I, I, the tone or the fun of one of those kind of movies just was absent in this, I felt. You just wish it was like practical stuff. I mean, it kind of was, but also like... It was a mishmash of, yeah, how they created everything. Just, a, I don't know, like I said, the, the fun of it. I almost felt like maybe it was a pacing issue. Like, I think a, a real a fun movie will just kind of ramp up and ramp up and keep going. And between the like whimsy or the the jokes or the thrilling parts there was just kind of like too much downtime even conversationally having saying jokes i don't know it wasn't quite the barrage it needed to be i would say but i don't know i guess i'm saying as a someone who is a for the older audience which i think they were trying to include i think there's an attempt to kind of make this a transgenerational thing um i felt let down or not included or not um wasn't enough for me didn't convey that kind of uh a a whimsy that i would have liked to see or even really like the darkness of the original 
because the original was like super silly, super fun, super wacky, and then fucked up. <laughs> and this one doesn't quite get super silly, and it doesn't quite get fucked up. So the highs and the lows are kind of like cut down a little bit, and I don't know, it just never quite reached its full throttle for me. Yeah, it didn't seem that fun. There were parts that seemed like they were fun. It just seemed like they were from a different movie or something. Oh, yeah. Like the original one, is there a lot of music in it? Yes and no. I mean, every well, every time a kid dies, they pull out the Oompa Loompas, come out, and they sing the Oompa Loompas. They sing song. the same song? And then there's the There's No Earthly Way of Knowing thing, and then there's the World of Pure Imagination thing. That's like at the end, right? Uh, no, it's like in the middle of the songs. Um, yeah, because the... There's the, more music in this than the original, though. Yeah. And I would say, like, the OG, right? Because it has the the grandpa dancing song, because he finally stands up. Right. Then the pure imagination is when uh, they get into the flower world. Yep. Then they have the um, all the Oompa Loompas. Yeah. And those are different songs, sort of, because they'll just talk about how stupid the kid was. <laughs> yeah, and then, like... Um, the other the song. scary song when they're yeah. on the ride. Is that a song? Yeah, there's no word, or is it? I don't know. I don't think it's just a guy yelling at you. It's a little bit of a musical, but sort of. Yeah, it's all scary. This one is like, like bust again, out people in, dancing in the streets. In terms of yeah. pacing, it is of like full stop. We're doing a song now. every ten. Yeah, eh, ish. Yeah, fifteen ten. Yeah, and there was a part where I left during a song, and I came back, and another song started. <laughs> yeah, and if I think it's kind of telling that they had to go back to. The closing with the Pure Imagination song from the OG and bring back the Oompa Loompa song over and over again. Because I don't think the songs they wrote for this one were particularly... Like, I hum me a melody, anyone in the room, the original song. Scrub, scrub. Yeah, that was a good one. All right. (laughs) You got me. (laughs) Got you. Yeah, that one was good. And then I don't remember the song, but when he's going in the storm drains, that was another good part. The parts where it reminded me of like a musical, but like I could see this as a stage play. And the music that seems very musical-like is refreshing, weirdly, because you have all these like musicals now. Like even when we wish, you know, where the music is just weak for the most part. And then like a Trolls where the music is just pop songs. Yeah. It's nice to see a traditional yeah. musical yeah. with Broadway Song and dance tunes. numbers. Yeah, yeah. That are energetic. And, you know, when it reminds you of like a Chicago, that's really fun. Mm. But then there's like all these slow songs and songs that are just like, you didn't have to have a song here. I think the funniest part was when they're going to go milk the giraffe. And they spend a while in there, and it's like, okay, all yeah, right, they now they're old. leaving. Oh, she's singing now. <laughs> they do a whole yeah. song when you thought that scene was going to be over. That's what this movie does, <laughs> where it's like, you're dragging this out with a song that we did not need to hear. Yeah. I don't, it was over two hours long? Yes. Was it? On the, it might have been right I, around. I it was like, it was one, it. it said 156. On. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It, was very long <laughs> because they were just messing around sometimes. I think that they should have cut a couple of songs for sure. I think because it's such a um, product, you know, and, and released around the holidays to kind of like bring every family member in, it kind of feels like, well, let's give them some bang for their buck, like economy size this, which mm. I do think comes to the detriment of the film itself. But I, just like everything in this movie, it all just seems like uh, a money, a money grab of some sort or just some sort of focused group meet in the middle kind of product content 
in the original one, whenever there's like, I guess a song, let's say, there's like something fantastic happening on screen, right? Yeah, the kids like eat something they shouldn't, and then there is sort of they are killed due to yeah they're being punished yeah like the the kid that gets that watches too much tv he's stuck in the tv the well i guess i don't know why the girl uh, the, why does the, the girl turn into a, a, a blue they told bubble? her not to eat it yeah she's shit. a petulant child who yeah. thinks she can have whatever she wants and then she's stuck then with the it. fat kid gets sucked into a tube and then yeah. he's stuck in there and they're like you're fat and then, yes. they, and then they shoot him. You fat piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Gene Wilder is just fucking really, it's really. going in. Yeah. And then the goose egg thing. I forgot what that one was. The rich girl gets the goose egg and then she dies. They're like, don't do anything to that egg. She's like, fuck you, Willie. And then she lives and then she dies. She literally, I think she just falls through a trap door. <laughs> they gave up towards the yeah, end. They just like, brought out a forty-five and started shooting him in the back of the head, cartel to, style, to, to kill children. Yeah, and Willie's uh, Charlie's supposed death was when he ate the flying gobstopper. Yeah, and then, and then the fan the was above him, and he was about to get chopped up with his grand Uncle Joe. Oh, I just get that. That that's a comparison to the, the them drowning in the chocolate. I guess it's kind of similar in a weird way. So Anyways. the uh, the songs in the original become murder ballads, yeah. effectively. So every time they die, the, it is the same song. It's just like, why are you such a fat piece of shit? shit. <laughs> yeah, and they all just kind of, don't watch TV, you fucking idiot. Yeah, and then <laughs> now so, you're hey, dead. You rhymed it. Yeah. yeah, and in this one though, I will say, like a lot of the songs, like the giraffe one or with the girl, mm-hmm. it, that just felt like a way to transition to the next scene, which was where Keegan Michael Key. Beats up Willy Wonka's like, hey, stop selling the chocolate, man. And then that's like, that's how they train. That's how they uh, go from scene to scene. Because <laughs> they travel from balloon to the other side of the fucking area. Yeah. He kept it low key. Yeah. So, because um, I was thinking if if the original movie is appealing to kids, uh-huh. then I'm assuming that there's like a lot of cool stuff happening to keep your attention. Well, and this yeah. had so much not. You're not like seeing him make the chocolate. The only scene that's colorful and kind of, uh, oh, I don't know, something that you could be like, wow. You, miss, you did miss a scene where he does make the chocolate. It's in the beginning. Well, it's not in the whole movie then. Oh, <laughs> well, he makes, know, he like makes to... the lightning chocolate. Yeah, but you're but not seeing it. like, you know, it doesn't look amazing. You're not like, oh, wow. You're not seeing the river of chocolate, you know. No, Except he for the ha- scene he has, when like, his he own has chocolate the, kit. the shop. That's the only part where it's like colorful and you see all this big stuff and you're like, wow, this is amazing. You don't watch him make chocolate in the original. No, but I'm saying there's nothing like cool to watch on screen. The whole deal is like the kids are going through the factory and they're seeing this cool stuff here and this cool stuff there as they're going through. And you as a kid are, you know, seeing it through their eyes. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this new thing. I'd be on tour. Yeah, it's like, oh, wow, here's the paper that you lick or something. That's cool. And then you're continuing and you like your more stuff is revealed. This is like... He makes chocolate. You know? He's in indentured servitude, and then he has to yeah. get out. And, and then he's selling it. We don't know how much money. Oh, everyone's involved? That's going to be a lot more money that you're going to be needing to split up. But what I'm saying is there's, you're not like being amazed as you're going along. Yeah, I, there's a, a lack of wonder, I would yeah. say, in, in this. And it's like, again, simultaneously too grounded and too silly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, there's things like, oh, we're you've got a quadrillion gobbledygooks of debt that you have to pay off wonka just because and it's like okay well let's actually try to pay that back okay yeah you figured out how to get you figured out how to get out of it all right you paid your debt now you can go it's like what is are we in silly land or are we like grounded here and it's kind of both and for me yeah it didn't really work and i 
predicting if a kid will like it. I mean, what the hell do I know about what kids are going to like or whatever? But again, I think it tries to bait people my age and then also make some sort of concession to children, but it ends up just kind of pleasing neither. I can't imagine. Yeah, because like you have all these, let's say, legendary actors. Well, what what kid is gonna care about yeah. these people? It should have just that. been fucking Logan Paul and like just a bunch of <laughs> no, dude, Vine you know stars been sick? And shit. Go on, Mr. Beast. Yeah, and his little, chocolate, bro. bro. They are fucking up. Hey, so bad. Hollywood, knock well, knock. He, he made an he made an episode about this. I'm sure he did, and he would have made more money. And they would have made chocolate more. And the rotted because he didn't like he built the thing, but he didn't take it down. So like whatever <laughs> town he put it in, the, the residents were complaining. They're like, yeah, he just left all this chocolate here, and it rotted, and it smells horrible. I have some. I have some Mr. Beast chocolate in my car. They should have <laughs> fucking cast him in the movie. They would have had no. Well. They should have just made the not even Charlie in the char- or Willy Wonka. Just call it Mr. Beast. If this fucking if this movie makes <laughs> the a it's bunch of Beast and it's the origin of Mr. Beast. If it makes a bunch of money, then I'm wrong on everything because it is just a product that's supposed to do. I that. don't think it will because it was like ten minutes into the movie. And I'm like, oh man, I'm the only one in this massive, yeah, enormo dome, and I'm just sitting there like, oh my god, this is uh, this is really empty. So. It was every thirty minutes though. That's true. Yeah, they're clearing a bunch of room for for people to watch as if it's going to be a big movie. And if it is, it's a fucking big movie. And I'm completely wrong on all accounts. If it doesn't make money, then you motherfuckers should have cast Mr. Beast as Willy Wonka and <laughs> actually fucking profited. Don't tell them that because we need to write this movie. And when fucking, uh, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's, that's a perfect example of just like something that people actually want. And it doesn't matter what the hell kind of movie you make after it. <laughs> it can make the biggest piece of shit you want if it just has the characters they know they're going to be happy but kids don't fucking care about Willy Wonka the way you know uh, uh, boomers think they do or would want them to I mean it's the same model you know they're probably looking at going okay we know that this works so they probably thought hey there's an established Wonka audience we're going to pull from them but no no we like there's a Gene Wilder audience there's people that like the old movie audience no one is I don't know especially in close proximity to the Burton one relatively how much money did that one make I don't know enough because it was such a novel it was a novel idea that was like Burton still had good will at that time and we were still just like oh this is perfect his dark sensibilities with this already I mean, that was kind of like a Burton movie before there was Burton movies. Yeah. This is going to be great. And then you see it and you're like, oh, good fucking God. That was like <laughs> probably like the real turning point, you know? Yeah. It was like Sleepy Hollow was, I think, his maybe his last like, genuine not Planet of the Apes. film. And oh, then, never mind. And then after that, yeah, it was just a slow decline, which the Wonka movie was involved in. What's after Wonka? Would you just say he goes straight into Alice in Wonderland? I don't. Yeah, he's just he just starts being a parody of himself. <laughs> Whatever that string is, it's gross. I looked it up before. I was like, when does it go downhill? And it is it's Wonka. Well, Mars attacks. He's still peaking. Oh yeah. And then I think, it, yeah, it was either it was Sleepy Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, and it's just like, oh, we're starting to see the cracks in the veneer, aren't we? People like that big fish movie, but that one oh, didn't yeah. really like it. Yeah. do much for me. Um, Still have the DVD, and that's kind of regarded as like the last time he really gave a shit in general. Yeah. And then yeah, it's just the uh, what if what if movie, but Tim Burton, black yeah. and white. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what's really wild that I realized about this movie? There's one kid in it. <laughs> there are no children, and not even like a kid kid. No, there's no kind children. like a young, a, like a basically an adolescent. Yeah, like a preteen. But like for a kid movie. 
You gotta yeah. have some kids in it. Oh, no, there was a girl that grew a mustache. But if you're... <laughs> With no lines. Oh, well, she grew a mustache. Her mom had the lines. <laughs> you don't need a line if you grow a mustache and you're a girl. <laughs> and yeah, those Paddington movies work, so I don't know why he was... Which is, on paper, it makes a lot of sense. This guy brought this bear to life and made everyone well, filled with joy. Because it's animated. I guess. And it's like supposed to be cute. The only thing animated in this was Hugh Grant, <laughs> which was horrible. Uh, that was really bad. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I like Hugh Grant, bro. No, I, no, no, I'm kidding. Like, I, <laughs> I liked him Hugh in, Grant this in this in this role too, but like, it, it was really short. It was like less than four minutes of total screen time, and then, uh, yeah, the like the effects were really, were really bad. bad. Nah, it was good, man. I just don't understand, and it's kind of um, insensitive. Why they didn't just like film him as Hugh Grant and, and just shrink, shrink him? Down. Like, why do they have to make him have proportions? There were a lot of scenes like in this movie. A little person, yeah, because yeah, they were. That's just... absurd. Well, no, I think because what happens is, oh, you mean like a tiny man? Yeah, just but make like him a small man, but not the like. Yeah, yeah I get you. Never mind. Yeah. I was gonna say because there's a shot. I was confused by his size. Yeah, because there's shots where he's like shin length. Yep. And then there's shots where he's just like ankle tall. Yeah, yeah And I'm yeah, just yeah. like, I don't know, like how tall is he? It varies yeah. a lot. I, I mean, I did like that it, the head was bigger than the body. I did like that. But there's ways to do that, you know, that don't involve just a really bad render off of a computer. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm somewhat shooting from the hip here because there's also like fat suit stuff, which yeah. is also like, oh, we're still going with this one. Okay. All right. And uh, that's yeah. going to work with some people. It didn't really work for me, but I, but I, but I think like, Probably the majority of people that watch it will find that really fucking funny. It's, it's gluttony, bro. Yeah, yeah no, but I it's, thought it was funny, but uh, no, because it, it's I, not like you're making fun of him for you know for being big. It's that he's the been volume. eating so much yeah, chocolate. It's the volume. It's, it's a joke about the volume. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not. I genuinely offended by fat suits. It's just like <laughs> no, I know, but it's no just freak. like oh, oh, I didn't know this was uh, allowed <laughs> still. But I, I almost feel like. Even that is, it's like in a, a focus group kind of offensiveness because the first one is pretty culturally insensitive in a lot of regards. And so it's like, I don't know, they still wanted to retain some of that grit in mm. somewhat of a non-committal way. Hence, you get weird, like um, something that will not make anyone happy because people who do get really offended by that stuff will say, why are you not using a real little person? And then people who just want to see... I don't know, dwarves get tossed around or something on screen and really want something uh, naughty or not going to be satisfied with it either. So it's just a, a, a joyless kind of presentation, which doesn't please anyone. <laughs> and uh, something that's way like, why is this even part of it? Is there any reference to uh clergy or <laughs> church in the first in the original no it's kind of so. why is it's it such a prominent part it's a, of this it's the film? church of chocolate well it's because it's where they stash all the, their operations yeah, so. that could have been at the police station <laughs> you know yeah no but they have anything. to pay off the police that's yeah. why they don't put it there yeah it, it made sense Chocolate Monks is really funny. That was that really funny. Chocolate Monks. That's what you have only spoken sense. song or like in like him. It was yeah, awesome. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all, it's, I mean, again, it's supposed to be a silly, wacky movie. So you can just put any silly, wacky thing in it, but it ends up not feeling that way necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can do something more silly with a silly church. Like, yeah. 
Just have them be chocolate. They had a giraffe come to the church. What else do you want? <laughs> and they had to do a funeral in a weirdest yeah, time. Why? The funniest shit is like when the, like the they're waiting for the church to get cleared and the pallbearers are sitting on the coffin. Yeah, for some reason waiting. that killed me. <laughs> so funny. Good. I was like, yeah, good touch, guy. So I think we can, we've been we've been pissing on this film. You guys seem to like it more than us. Oh you, yeah, shine some joy on this makeup for our curmudgeoniness. Uh, it's just so silly. At times, I mean, it wasn't that it was a good movie. It was just like they lean into a lot of the silliness, and there's definitely all right. A lot of my laughter was, oh my god, what what the hell am I watching? You know, it wasn't necessarily like, oh, that joke is really funny. It's just like, why is that joke there? Um, so it's kind of like it's like a good bad movie, you know? Because it's just like I'm like, this isn't a good movie, but I'm having fun because it it almost isn't trying to be a good movie in any capacity i'll see that i wasn't bored bored like avatar bored (laughs) it's not like that kind of a bad but again i said my piece so what else else? well i I mean it's and and, you know like dylan said there's so many actors that we love in this thing so just watching them do their thing was was enjoyable on its own like that was one of the better rowan atkinson performances i've seen in a long ass time yeah like five lines yeah <laughs> it was fucking great well you, you only get so much room right, you got a, like a big ensemble like that um the one part where i was like oh you could have done this is when they're when they do the actual heist to get the book i'm like you could have made that a more prominent or maybe like the main arc of like we got to get this book and you could have established that earlier and could have trimmed a lot of fat that way it lends and, itself and, to a lot more wackiness than illegally selling chocolate yeah that didn't yeah that didn't work for me yeah but like the heist when they were getting to i'm like oh but then i was looking at you know the time i was like ah it's too late they're not gonna go into like how they plan the heist they're just gonna execute it really quickly and then they did so that was unfortunate because i would have liked to see you know them drawing up plans some bungling yeah some some specialists you know i mean there were something goes wrong they did that that whole thing though there was a whole plan out scene yeah but it was pretty it was rushed yes rushed yeah like i'm saying that could have been maybe like the main action in the movie was like we got to do this and been like a little bit more focused instead of just all over the place although the fact that it was all over the place did make me laugh including just how it was crafted you know just kind of like okay well that's heavy cg but then that's practical and it was just so obvious and clashy i don't know it was it it was funny and enjoyable because it was such a mess yeah i would that to me does sound like a more fun movie like have them just steal Forget all of this fucking chocolatier cartel yeah. stuff. Like, we need to steal the magic chocolate. How do we steal magic chocolate from Grumpy Man? And then it just gets to be a cartoonish Ocean's Eleven right. of them stealing chocolate. That would have been great. Seems like I mean, it would have been uh, to, well, a little more fun than uh, what this was. Would Dylan, you mm-hmm. say some nice things about the movie, Mister British? <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll also say for everyone listening. I fucking hate British humor with a passion. I just detest British comedic sensibilities so much that it wouldn't surprise me if that alone is what is like holding this movie back. But my Anglophile friend, Dylan, who knows good (laughs) comedy, like The Mighty Boosh, the funniest show you've ever seen, who this guy also directed, which is also a, um, you can just play that show for me and I'll jump off a fucking bridge to I've avoid watching do- I've it. seen you watch that show before. You, you put it on. No? I <laughs> no. literally caught you one time. I'm not trying to like be cool. I just really do hate fucking no, British comedy. No, he's, he's putting on a face right now, <laughs> listeners. Everyone all... Everyone listening. <laughs> Colin likes it. He, Colin likes it. He caught me watching it a lot. And he always says, wow, this is really funny. Then he sits down, makes a cup of popcorn and... A cup of tea? No. 
<laughs> popcorn. They <laughs> asked if you'd like to go over to the pub and, and we go <laughs> and, we, and we support our football team. Yeah. yeah. No. Um. I liked it. I really, I really enjoyed uh the main. So in the trio, there's a, the the main one. Wait, one? what are you talking about? Trio? Trio of villains. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, starts with an S. Uh, not Snodgrass, but not not Snodgrass. <laughs> kind of hard to remember because they're all like stupid it's names like sausalito or something slugworth slugworth yeah. yeah uh that guy he's also like a quote-unquote villain in my favorite english-based show uh peep show and i was i'm like damn he plays the same character in like everything i've ever <laughs> seen him in because he just has like that voice and then he just talks like that he's like hmm well I guess we're going to have to do something about that. It's like, damn, bro. He has a perfect voice for that shit. Anyway, uh, I liked it a lot. I liked everything I was looking at. Hugh Grant included. The fucking the chocolate getting in Willy Wonka and the uh, noodles hair. Because it just made me think, damn, how long did it take to wash that off? Man, that must suck. Um, but hard work prevails and pays off. Uh, anywho... The whole film, I thought, was a great lesson for kids to learn to never give up on their dreams and to live with imagination and uh, hard work will pay off. Your mother, who may or may not be dead, will be at your <laughs> at your chocolate release. And you can kind of flirt with her, like exchange sexy Book glances across the room. Hey, well, she, she may or may not be alive. <laughs> I don't know. Was she dead? They didn't really explain that, right? I she or did dead. I miss it? Yeah, she 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 passed away, and they, okay. that's kind of like, and that's why he was holding on to that chocolate bar his whole life because he's like, that's the last thing he has of his mother. But then he finally sees a note from her in the chocolate, and then he eats to, the note right? yeah. <laughs> to hide the evidence. Yeah. But yeah, but he finally understands. Oh yeah, it's it's you know it's about actually interacting with people, which is yeah, which makes it more interesting that he turns into like a hermit recluse, you know, in the Gene Wilder one. It's like, wow, what happened? He actually had friends. Yeah. That's why we need another movie. movie. Well, nah, yeah. that's why, because uh, that's why he needed Willie to show, or uh, Charlie to show up. So he's like, oh, there, you gave me hope, kid. Yeah, to recap. Even though, you granted, you ate the goddamn flying candy I told you not to eat, but you're still alive. So, so only kids make him happy. Okay. Uh, well, no, he sends him to fucking space. Remember that's that? That's true. He's like, get in this glass case. You're gonna fucking die. <laughs> this airlock is gonna suck yeah. out your. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna yeah. suffocate because there's no oxygen in space. Yeah. And then he calls him an idiot. And then he. <laughs> um, anyway, but not nah, this film. Uh, bring your it kids. It was fun, though. Yeah, right? yeah, it was yeah, fun, yeah, dude. It was, it was cool. a fun time. I like to eat popcorn. Oh, fucking bring candy. Nerds. Yeah, I did. I did go out of my way to bring candy. I, would, you, would you? Hey, would you eat? Uh, jelly beans from Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. you Which, had one you know job. What? It's kind of shitty candy. If I'm gonna, no, I, I like the candy, but it's not that, on screen. That is as that is a. If I were to compare this movie to a candy, it would be as joyless as Trader Joe's jelly beans. I was hoping you, that you, because um, I heard a box. I was like, oh, did he bring the uh, Gobstoppers? Or, or I was hoping maybe spree. maybe Chewy Nerds. Because I remember Runs. like uh, yes. dude, there was like a period. I think it was like five years ago during one of the Marvel movies. You just busted out some Chewy Nerds. I'm like, yeah. I haven't had those in like ten years. It was one of the best theater eating experiences. Remember I've ever that had. time we saw. Um, Batman v Superman yeah. with him, and he had the nerd's rope wrapped around his neck. <laughs> I don't eat nerd's rope. It has gelatin in it, you fucking animal. Don't put me on that. <laughs> you weren't eating it. It was just wrapped around yeah, neck, dude. You're, you're just, just like, like choking yourself the whole time. It's really weird. You wore like went, a chain. And then he went back in for round two, and we're like, all right. And then his ring pops or whatever was sucked down. He, did, yeah. he just wore the ring, though. He was still wearing the plastic on his hands. It's like, you're fucking foul, oh, it, dude. It was a fucking Green Lantern thing. Oh. the rings of power. Come on. Real DC heads would get it. That's true. Um, but no, nah, this this film uh, was great. 
so let's let's take a, the the final verdict here. Is this a Oompa Loompa Doompity do or Oompa Loompa Doompity don't? Uh, my joyless ass that uh, thinks British people should be banned from comedy forever. I'm gonna say Oompa Loompa Doompity don't. Um, yeah, this is just more fucking. This is pure slop. You don't need to see this. Damn, even as your American hero Timothy Chalamet was the main. Well, they have to put an American in it as per tradition. Well, it has other Americans in it. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I mean, Willy Wonka has to forever be played by. No, but I'm saying like the guy that oh, God Chucklesworth, Slug Slugworth. No, no, no. The the unfunny funny man. The comedian. The yeah. Joker. Oh yeah, that was a weird. Yeah, that was an American guy. Weird character. <laughs> Justine, what do you think? Uh, you know, I'm really on the fence about this. I think if you like musicals, then maybe this is a, a fine, I don't know, placeholder until like a better one comes out. I wish that there was a cleaner cut of it for sure. Yeah. Um, it's not particularly entertaining, but some of the music I think is clever. Like the washing song, I think is the best one. And, um, I like Keegan Michael Key. He's pretty funny in it just, uh, cause it's so out of place seems like they just kind of had him come in and do whatever he wanted. He played like a New York cop, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> so this movie like, ruled. All right. Uh, yeah, but overall, it's not joyful or colorful or, yeah, like I said, or particularly entertaining, but I think that some of the music could be salvageable. Oompa Loompa Doompity Doo! Uh, only if you like the actors... And only if you don't go in taking it seriously in any capacity and, and know that you're about to watch a mess on screen. Um, like Justine said, it definitely needs to be cleaned up, streamlined, maybe rearrange some stuff, cut some stuff. But, I mean, I was laughing the whole time. I was uh, shaking my head, but it was uh, fun shaking my head at a lot of stuff. Uh, there was some child endangerment, so you know it kind of honored the stay the, true to its roots. Yeah, yeah, stayed a little true to its roots, and I don't know. I just I, watching this in probably like a I don't know three hundred seater or completely so, empty, <laughs> completely empty, added to the atmosphere. So I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to recommend because I don't know if anybody could like recreate that for themselves. Um, you know, at least by the time they're hearing this, it might, it might, they might move it to the smaller rooms. I don't know, but um, yeah, I I had fun. It's not necessarily a good movie, but I ended up having a good time. Dylan, I'd say it's a oompa loompa doopity do. Uh, it looks amazing. I just <laughs> like I don't know, like uh, I like the British style of just like a fucking grayscale like brownish tinge to <laughs> <Totally>. everything yeah <laughs> like it's like i don't know cool. why Zack snyder had the final fucking edit <laughs> totally. on this yeah desaturated everything yeah i love it it's just like you know it's gritty it's fucking not your fucking dad's stupid ass <laughs> Hell no. it's not your big brother's dumbass fucking johnny depp stupid fucking brightness get fucking that shit out of here stupid movie hurts my eyes Calm yeah down. get that shit no fucking put willy wonka in a really dark maroon suit and then like have everyone else just wear gray stuff and then and like, yeah, that's all I want. And then everyone's like eating chocolate, having a good time. God, God damn it, it made me want to fucking walk in that goddamn movie. Like have the powers of walk into a movie yeah. and just eat the candy that they're eating. Because I was like, what the fuck is that on screen? Is it an eggshell? I don't know what the fuck they're eating. That's chocolate. Let me get let me get a bite. That looks crazy. Yeah, the, the part where the guy started getting the troll hair. Yeah. I was like, oh, are we going to get a troll's crossover? That yeah, I'd, I'd eat the Yeti sweat fucking Yeti game. sweat. That sounds fucking badass. Then 
I would also join the chocolate monastery, apparently. I would, too. I'd become one of the monks. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking sing. Chocoholic monk. Chocoholic monk, is a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a fun couple of words yeah. put together. Yeah. Good job on that one. Yeah, yeah see? No, they're good. Look, we um, turned them around. <laughs> yeah. No, I, legitimately, everyone listening, like, I know you're saying, like, Dylan always says this. It's legitimately the best movie I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, it's the only movie you're going to see this week in the theater that's new, at least in our neck of the woods. But there is a, a, a movie on Netflix that's gaining some some Golden Globe nods. So we got suckered into watching it. I, uh, it's May-December. It's directed by Todd Haynes with uh, Sammy Birch and Alex Mechanic, which is a great name, on the, uh, on the screenplay. Uh, it stars Julianne Moore as uh, not Mary Kay Letourneau. And uh, Natalie Portman is possibly just Natalie Portman. And uh, Charles Melton uh, from Riverdale as uh, um, Vinny Falau. Wasn't that the kid's name that the lady got with? Mary oh. Kay Letourneau and Vili Falau. I forget the, the, oh, the kid's the name. Real kid. But I, yeah, I remember Letourneau, but not I think like it's Vili Falau. Yeah. Um, and he's not that, because it's not about Mary Kay Letourneau and Vili Falau, but it's about. Um, this uh, this in the in the nineties, those 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 ancient days, this uh, uh, teacher lady uh, sleeps with a seventh grader, and she got in a lot of trouble, and that is in the movie and in real life that um, that that's happened. And this is a movie about kind of a fictionalized version of uh, Mary Kay and and V Dog, as I call them. <laughs> uh, they are being studied by Natalie Portman, who's in current year gonna make a movie about them so she's like living with them and learning the ways of how they do things and um uh so yeah, yeah. for whatever reason it's uh it, it, it's it's gathering some steam it's got all three of those people the the julianne moore uh natalie portman and that boy whose name i can't uh, i just read and can't remember <laughs> charlie sure they're all uh, they're all like nominated for like best actors and stuff. The movie huh. is nominated for best comedy slash musical, huh. which I swear the fucking Golden Globes just does now to fuck with people and get people talking. It's like when Balenciaga puts out like a fucking paper bag that you wear over your head for like a thousand dollars, and people are like, what are they doing? It's like they're fucking making baiting they're, you yeah know. they're getting some fucking people to talk about the yeah. thing just do that because they know it can't compete with like the real movies and so they're like oh put it over here right now, um, who's gonna watch this and say it's not a comedy <laughs> I, am, I am still such a i i'm such a goddamn boomer i swear to god i can't take a movie seriously if it's not in theaters like, really technically and it was released if it hasn't no i need it your if, theater no, like a national release. Yeah, a okay. real fucking theatrical run. It needs to be in the theaters and then have some time when it's not and then be available the at home it. later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay. your, your home viewing is a recreation of the experience shared by millions of people around the world on the theater and then you're watching it at home when it's just like technically we're going to put it in the theater so we can get some nods and the award shows. And, but mo- basically you're just watching it at home. I can't fucking connect to it. Well, oddly enough, I, I can't pref- take it seriously. I preferred watching this on my TV because it's made to look like an, a slightly elevated made-for-TV movie, like a right. lifetime movie. So that worked for me. If I saw that in the theater, I probably wouldn't like it as much, honestly. I mean, I, it's it's not even about liking or disliking because I can, you know, get enjoyment from it. Sure. I just can't take it seriously. As like it movie? doesn't count. It's not real or something. And I know that's huh. like 
it's like an old head mentality. I know it's yeah. not based in reality or anything, but it's like because yeah, that they've already broken that threshold in terms of like you know Netflix movies winning Oscars, right? And stuff like but that. it's like it's just like with you know when an album comes out and it's only digital, it's like that's not you didn't release it, it's not out. I think this one is like it was uh, premiered at Con and then purchased by Netflix or or whatever it was on Netflix. Well, it should have been yeah, it should have been purchased by a fucking movie distributor and ran in theaters to, if it's if they want me to take it seriously. <laughs> oh, okay. <and> my word. <laughs> okay, carry some weight. I don't know about these Golden Globes jokers. So um, part so, of why I got juiced on it is uh and recommended to people is i think the music in this is incredible like it's not it's 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 all score from what i understand but it's it's a throwback and granted yeah it's been done before but it hasn't been done in a while and it hasn't been done on a lifetime movie that i've ever seen so it was like almost like you know hitchcocky and like strings and yeah, yeah, they they a, played a lot with the dynamics. It's like a spooky piano thing. It's like do loo do loo loo. Yeah, it's like it's like a like <laughs> shut what, up. That's the song. No, basically. I fucking oh. wish. That's well, no, like but like joke. that's the, that's the vibe. It's like back you know before um like you know when silent movies they would ship they would come with sheet music and the you know there'd be like a local pianist playing playing along to the movie and it kind of had that feel. And there's a light motif that plays throughout there you go. the film. That's yeah, yeah. it feels like. Uh, like dark shadows or like mm-hmm. a like a like a Stephen King uh, made for TV movie or something like it has yeah. kind of an ominous tone to yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't perfectly fit the tone of like the narrative, but it does show that there's like. something kind of eerie and undermining in this situation where this uh, yeah. actress lady is um, studying this uh, tabloid sensation. So it does give it an air of it. I do think maybe they use it a little too much. I think they probably. Did it, and we're like, "Damn, this fucking smokes." Let's put it in a lot. It, it was diminishing. <laughs> it's in the movie I'll, a lot. I'll, I'll say this: it was diminishing re- returns because when it first happened, I went, "Holy shit, this is so cool!" And then, you know, by the fifteenth time, I was like, "Yeah, it's still yeah, cool. yeah, we still go. Okay, All you're right, playing it slower yeah, now. Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> just playing the minor keys this time. Okay, I got you. I follow. Um, but yeah, they were very, very proud of that part. Um, I I don't I don't know I I'm I feel like I'm on my period or something like I just have such a bad fucking <laughs> attitude about these movies I'm seeing now this is another fucking movie like uh, so I I'm kind of fascinated with the Mary Kay Letourneau Billy Falau thing that's kind of my yeah. like John Benet Ramsey like I'm with you. OJ Simpson like that's the that was like the 90s tabloid sensation that like I was kind of fascinated with and <laughs> I'm very fascinated that they are in real life still together this chick goes to jail. And then she gets out, and then she's like, okay, well, back to where I started. <laughs> Can't do nothing about this shit now. That's it's what legal, they call yeah. real love. Anyways, <laughs> so she's, uh, the, the, the premise, the, the way they set it up, where it's like there's this actress studying these couple, and you kind of slowly learn as the movie goes on what their crime was and why they were in the tabloids and why this movie's being made about them. They're very um, clever in the, like the breadcrumbs they lead that lead you to it. It doesn't hit you over the head with it right away, and... That reveal is really strong, and yeah, it's just a really solid premise all around. But like every fucking movie I see now, they have a good premise, and they set it up, and everything's well, and it feels well, and they don't have a fucking ending. There was <laughs> no ending. This movie yeah. falls so the fuck yeah. apart in the third act, yeah, yeah. and this just happens so goddamn many times, to the point where it's like, if there was a great acting performance in the film, which I don't know why, I think it's just bonkers to give these people nobody deserved it in a world where a thousand and one is being unacknowledged entirely 
by the Golden Globes or like oh wow there's a there's a lot of movies I could pitch as uh, um, actual a, gems yeah. yeah like real performances happening like I'm a weird lady I had sex with a kid in the 90s and I'm a, also a weird lady but I'm you think I'm straight at first but then I turn out to be a little weirder than that like it's not that compelling of performances in and it, of itself man they might be falling for this how julianne moore does the lisp the whole time and then natalie portman as she studies the character more adopts it it could be that simple and that stupid i guess so and yeah. it's like i mean there's good i don't know face acting <laughs> you know yeah and it's like a meta thing about how actors act it's a actorly acting uh, you know, so I guess, or maybe they're they're rewarding the the self conscious um, TV movie style. You know, like oh, look at these like A listers doing the you know, yeah. The, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, to to nominate them across the board. I That's think weird. Is, yeah, it's yeah. weird, and it's unfair for me to judge this movie against. Because I go into this movie being like, oh well, if everyone's saying it's this is good, I'm going to watch it and expect it to be good. Then I'm like, well, it was fine. But if I wasn't poisoned with that idea like oh this is a multiple golden globe nominating thing i won't think i would so be that's putting it up that to you saw it was after they'd already gotten yeah the... okay. so i don't think i would yeah, put it up against up. i don't think i would put it up yeah. against that kind of scrutiny and i can say objectively that again i am interested in the subject matter and i thought mm-hmm. for a while again i kind of got the sense that the actor lady the natalie portman she mm-hmm. was kind of um looking for like a pathos because I, I don't know. I guess I have like a South Park mentality about these kind of when uh, I can kind of uh, enjoy this kind of lasciviousness in, uh, in its right. It, it's, it's a victimless crime in my mind. Um, but the, what's fascinating, of course, is how fucked up these ladies are. That's yeah. nuts. That's yeah. bonkers. That's insane. That's the part what all of us say, what the fuck? I, listen, my whole understanding of female sexuality comes from the TLC song Scrubs. <laughs> what? In the world <laughs> is more scrubby than a teenage boy. A teenage boy is essentially a homeless person. <laughs> what compels a professional adult woman to go down that path? You know what I have I'm no saying? Idea. We're, no no one does, which no is clue. why it's a fascinating subject matter. And so, like, I think when the movie's kind of kicking into gear, and it's like the actor lady is like. So, so so let me get into your mind and figure out what made you do these things. And Julian Man Moore isn't really like stonewalling her. I think she's just giving the answer that is so fucking frustrating, which is just like, I don't know. He's just, we, I was in love. It's just simple people. Like she's looking for some deeper pathos behind this action because it is so fascinating. And she's just getting back kind of a simple person like not really like some deep-seated anything and she's even later given some kind of um false information to like flesh out the Mm. motivation only to find that it's maybe true maybe not true basically she's getting really the answer that all of us get from this perpetual conundrum that faces our culture which is just nothing there's no good reason for it there's Mm -hmm. no rationality there's nothing that justifies and i'm like okay this is interesting like a complex person trying to learn about what is ultimately a simple person and maybe even projecting a story onto it and finding that that story yep. is nada. That stuff is, is is very interesting and kind of hooked me. And then what if actor lady sleeps with her husband? What if nothing? What if nothing? What if just nothing happened with the story? Or like the, 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 the husband texting another woman the whole time? Nothing. Never followed up yeah. on. And it's yeah. it's such fucking... 
hacky, like, uh, okay, fuck, we got to put something in it. Uh, 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 sex? Uh, anyone? Anyone? I'm almost more betrayed that they just, <laughs> you know, shit the bed in the end of this movie, yeah. which had a solid bedrock. Yep. And that, again, it's, it's like uh, uh, Hollywood collectively figured out that they only need to make like 75% of a movie and still get eyeballs on it or get people seeing it. It's like those social media posts are like something crazy immediately happening to grab your attention. And now we've got the view count and okay, now we're done. Well, that's when I was texting you. It was like the movie hadn't finished yet. And I was like, Oh man, check this out. Cause it's got like this, like they're doing this cool stuff with the music, blah, blah, blah. This happens a lot. I'll, I'll text you something before the 75% mark. And I'll be like, <laughs> dude, throw this on. And then, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, wait a couple hours and be like, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> other times I was like, no, nah, let him watch it. And see. I, want, I, want, I at least want to get his take on it. You know, this is definitely one of those. Um, you know, like, I, here's, here's something else to think about is I think another reason why I did enjoy this more than I would have in the theaters is because what the theater experience has become, like we, we talked about, you know, trying to time it now so that you can miss all the previews, which involves, you know, Looking at the, the the time that's published and going, okay, at least half an hour after, right? That, which is wild. It was nice to be able to just be like, oh, there's this movie that I've heard is good, and just immediately yes. put it on, and then you just can watch the movie. It's you know however long it is, and then you move on with your life. You don't have to you know carve out sometimes four hours. We split know. it up. We saw saw a half hour of it one day, and then an hour of it there the you next. Go. Which is not there you go because that ruins a fucking movie if it's <laughs> does it if it's not a good movie it's not a good yeah, movie yeah, exactly. and, and I have a theory go that ahead. I just thought of um, so this <laughs> so the Oompa Loompa no. <laughs> but um there's there was so much buzz about this movie and mm. there was so much buzz about that uh, Fincher killer movie yep. and I think it's just because they were on Netflix yeah, these yeah. are movies that a bunch of people were able to see that they probably wouldn't have gone to see if they were just in the theater Oh, you're, you're and so they're correct. just gonna be like yeah this is really good you know compared to whatever Netflix released like their viewing your v- viewership numbers and everything is like love boat reality show yeah so cooking bake yeah. off it's like you guys are watching trash Netflix, and so when you watch a yeah. movie you're like whoa this is amazing yeah, like, yeah. go outside like, yeah, netflix is to quote-unquote movies as um well it's it's like what google is when people think of searching something it's just you just go to that if you watch a movie you go to netflix you want to look up something on the internet go to google the same type of thing is kind of happening where it's like the quality of your results keeps going down and these between the killer and this and well that was that rescue movie that was like fine what was the one with the the buff guy who rescues someone oh the extract sure oh yeah, yeah. That was, i mean that was that was, that I, was fun. I, oddly probably the best of the three. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's just like kind because of it's not trying to be a know, serious it's just, movie it's not trying to be artistic it's just trying to entertain you and it, it and it like you know it, it was very clearly had like hey here's the conflict and here's how this guy's going to get to right. the resolution. It was it was so like just laid out how you're supposed to tell a story. This, so again, if you're comparing these movies to that and you're like this is good acting and it's right. serious mm-hmm. and it's artful and stuff, it's like okay, if these are the only movies you have, <laughs> you know, <laughs> then I can see where your confusion is <laughs> in calling it quality. Yes. I don't know. It, yeah, it's, uh, this Maestro movie that's coming out on it, it's better fucking kill because oh, yeah. this has that's another one where it's just like super hype and it's like, oh cool, where do I see it? Uh, it's in three theaters and then it's coming out on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, cool. So I get to watch a and fucking it's nominated before you even get to yeah. So I get to watch yeah. a fucking movie about classical music 
on a fucking Roku smart TV <laughs> internal. I mean, gra- granted, that's my fault for not having a 5.1 surround sound system installed in my house, which who doesn't? But yeah, of course I can't watch that in the theaters. And it's going to be this. I know it's going to be the same fucking thing. Just half cooked, man. Finish your know. goddamn movies already. But again, I, I worry slash wonder about that movie because Tar, again, was like, this is an Oscar. This is going to be it. Yeah. She's going to take it home. This movie's going to take everything. And then toward the end of the year, people just like forgot. Yeah, more <laughs> stuff More stuff came out, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. they were like, they were talking so much about it. And so whenever this movie originally came out or debuted somewhere, people were like, oh, this movie, this is it. And I was like, this is just Tar again. <laughs> you guys are very much like Tar. And I, you know, is it, Tar is a weird movie that stuck with me. Like, I haven't rewatched it necessarily, but mm-hmm. like, it's still in my mind. I think I did see it twice in the theaters. Yep. And, I don't know. I, I I wasn't like, you know, over the moon with it, but I I think about it a lot. I think it has some value and is yeah. at least a real movie. And if that's the uh-huh. bar that I'm putting Maestro against, we're we're gonna see. If they fucking put in some warmed up bullshit like this, given the hype, I'm gonna be pretty fucking peeved. Part of the problem with the Maestro movie is that it's actually based on someone real. Like yeah. so with Tar, you can do a lot with it and you can create this person that you are you know showing pieces of that as the creator you know everything about this person so you can know where to show something to um you know get the response that you want from the audience this is kind of like what are they going to be stepping around what are they presenting you about this public figure and that is oscar (laughs) Beatty because it's like here's a person you know who's important sort of to your field you're going to love this. Right. You know? I guess it's also the fact that like you said about, you know, what, because it's on Netflix, like you can't just buy this shit. You can't just bribe people and pay people off. That's another like asterisk behind any of these nominations. And the, who the hell knows the people that are on the board might fucking own stake in the goddamn company. You know, like it's all, it's all fucking flim flam, well, man. The Golden Globes 100% are unserious right <laughs> which is why it does not taint my viewership at all like when yeah. they say who's going to be nominated for what i'm like you guys don't you don't matter i'm sorry <laughs> you don't matter <laughs> i know that um you know a lot of people kind of use this as a, a like a cheat sheet for what might be oscar stuff right. but they also are kind of like the trashier version so whatever but it is interesting to kind of see what um the entry level, I guess, is for these things, and how little it seems like people are actually watching movies. Yeah, absolutely. It's like you you chose from ten movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I think like to your point, like that's why I can't take any award, even Oscars. I don't take that seriously because it's like doing our experiment. I go, there's no way another human being can do this, and we still haven't seen every single movie you know that was released during the year. So yeah, to to be that declarative and be like. These are the six. And it's like, like you said, you could like, sometimes it's a tell. You're like, oh, so you've seen maybe 10 to 15 movies this year. If those are, your, if that's your six. And like six of them were Barbie and Oppenheimer. Cause yeah. <laughs> that's all that yeah. you got kind of, that got forced down your throat. Yeah. Like you said, the fact that a thousand and one isn't on any of these lists, it's like, okay, then you didn't, you probably didn't see it. Right. And the, the fact that Godzilla isn't on that foreign list, like given the rate, like... I understand. So yeah. we got 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. That means critics. That means that every critic liked this movie. Yeah. And on the foreign films, you guys saw Anatomy of the Fall and literally nothing else. That's it. 
yeah. <laughs> that's I mean again I do a fucking nod here like anything well, like you were saying that radical didn't get on there at all and that was like at a all. blockbuster yeah, internationally she made huge amounts of money and all those like Leo right, what right. happened to that that's like still making money oh yeah nothing yeah all right but guess what we're gonna get our revenge it's coming up towards the end of the year we got all the movies we got some stuff to talk about we got our tier list we got our our and then our grand finale the movie master awards the unlimited awards so yeah you we, we may have had to stretch a little on this episode folks that's only because they only gave us one real movie in the theaters but up and coming it all it all goes down so uh may december are you going to save this date on your calendar because they're months Mm-hmm. Or is this uh, like a, one of those uh, 13th months that you cross <laughs> off? They got lost in time. That's true, right? Or is that like an urban legend? What? Wasn't there like a, fa- a different That's month? That's something you do. Yeah, though. like there know. were a lot of different calendar changes. And, okay. Yeah. Now, I'm going to say this is a, 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 a 13th month. No, you know what? That's wrong. That's not true. This is, you can put this on your calendar. It's pretty low effort. It's pretty low energy. It's, uh, it's just trashy Netflix trash. Trashy Netflix trash is still fun. And I was smitten by enough of it to say that it is uh, good enough. It's not a real movie. It's a fake movie. For a fake movie, <laughs> it's, 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 this is fine. But don't be deceived by uh, some of the hype here. It is still trash. <laughs> this was a line. You know, I'll, I'll go back to it. Eileen was like, I was in the middle. And I was like, no, this sucks. This is I'm in the middle and it's on the positive side. This is as... Bad as you can be and still be a good movie in my eyes. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, this is like when you go to like the discount section at Staples and there's like a two-year-old calendar and you're like, why are you trying to sell this for 49 cents <laughs> Just toss or something? it, <laughs> Yeah, just throw it in the trash. Throw this in the trash. It's not good. <laughs> the acting's not that great. The most compelling part of the movie is the guy and you don't get to spend enough time with him. And then there's like one scene where he's talking to his son and kind of wondering what could have been or feeling sad about what happened roof? or kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's your story. Great scene. <laughs> like, why are you spending time with these women? You don't learn anything from the Julianne Moore character. You just see her mm-hmm. kind of, you know, being a brat. And then at some point she talks about how the boy was really mature for his age and she was really sheltered. So you're kind of like, okay, so you thought that you were kind of meeting on common ground with like a 12-year-old? <laughs> you know, like, I don't buy that. So I, I could get that maybe his performance is kind of something. But overall, the movie doesn't make any sense. Like you were saying, it's like 75% of a movie. It's not. It's like maybe 30. The entire <laughs> movie is a first act. Oh, damn. They didn't go anywhere with it. The best part of the movie is that the guy, Riddler from Gotham, is in it. <laughs> exists. Yeah, and the guy from Riverdale is in it. I like that. Show people on TV, on the, on the movie, doing better than like these Oscar-nominated or winning right. actresses. I'm saying put it on the calendar. I think, I think you should see it even if you don't end up liking it just because it tries some stuff. It takes some swings. Um, I, I, like I said, the, the sound aspect really got me. I really like that. Um, and even some of the, the shots, the individual shots, especially early on in the movie. And again, I think they, yeah, they kind of like front load yeah. the movie to get you to go, ooh, this is interesting. And then you text all your friends, like say, hey, this thing's on Netflix. <laughs> and then you get to the end and you go, oh, fuck, they're going to think differently about me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, check it out. Don't go in with like the, the, the hype in mind. Um, and you'll be at home and you don't have to make a trip. So sure, why not? 
that just reminded me of that. <laughs> what is this shot? Yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. she's in class. I, well, I, I remember the scene you're thinking of because you said it out loud because you can say just talk over a movie when it's just fucking <laughs> when you're on at your home. TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, the the shot of where they're showing um, Natalie Portman like from behind talking to the kids yes. in class, and it's just like. What? Yeah. Why? It's it's like like I described to Colin. It's like a self-aware lifetime movie. So you have like those amateurish like shots and and components to it. I don't know. I used to watch a lot of Lifetime for as kids did in that yeah. time period, and I just remember them being so full of stuff. Lifetime movies are soap operas, and soap operas are like that's kind of what the vibe I was getting with yep. like the 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 one piano key that they right. kept hitting right which is like okay you're showing me it's supposed to be dramatic you know i guess that's yeah. how you're telling me how i'm supposed to respond to this but they're always like crazy this yeah, was like nuts. so boring something has to happen yeah, and the exactly. only thing that they could figure out to happen was make boy and girl have sex and don't do anything with it after no are we uh, going to talk about this uh, no apparently you didn't see the box of poop that was mailed does you know fair enough they don't show it to you though no. don't worry no no not at all dylan Wake up. <laughs> Tell the people what we're watching next. Unlimited. Yeah! Hey everybody, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited. This week we got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, a.k.a. Aquaman 2, the newest DCEU film, and I'm so hyped. This is going to be a fucking goaded one for sure, and I can't wait to see it. We got the romantic comedy of the week, Anyone But You, and let me tell you, I've been waiting for this one for a while now, and I'm so glad I'm going to be able to see it next week. Then we also got Migration, the new animated film of the week, where the ducks migrate accidentally to New York or something. We got The Iron Claw, which is the new biopic about the legendary wrestling family, the Von Erichs. And growing up, hearing about this family for almost my entire life, let me tell you, I can't wait to see it. I hope I get to see it with my dad to just watch him cry. And we finally got The Poor Things, the new movie with Emma Stone, and I think she's a Frankenstein or something. I can't wait to see it. It looks really good. Okay, everybody, we'll see you at the movies. Bye.